Hi, and welcome to Aspire Pre-Med, the podcast for inspiration on the path to med school. I'm your host, Dr. V, and I hope everyone's enjoying the fall. I don't know about you, but I really love this time of year. It represents the start of so many wonderful things, and there's so much potential in the air. It's funny, actually. In medicine, the start of our year is always July 1st. That's when you go from med school to the beginning of your intern year, from your internship to your second year of residency, and so on as you advance up the ranks. But until that point, in the pre-med era, it's really the fall that represents the start of the year. And in the spirit of schedule making and planning out our lives ahead, I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about timing on the journey to med school. While timing isn't everything, it really is an important factor to be mindful of because we want to avoid any unnecessary delays to our application, and of course the downstream consequences of that, right? Planning things out in advance, even years in advance if you're early in your pre-med journey, could help you strategize moving closer to your dream. Sound good? So let's talk a little bit more about why timing matters. One important reason is that a number of med schools operate using a rolling admissions process. What this can mean is that when the season opens up, applications are generally reviewed as they're received, though this can vary from school to school, of course. But it it might be helpful to think of it almost as a first-come, first-served process in a way. So you could imagine a scenario where they receive an application, and offer an interview to that prospective student, provided, of course, that that student merits one based on the school's uh, criteria. What that means is that if your application is not yet submitted, that's one less interview spot that could have been made available to you if you qualified, because there are basically a finite number of interview days in a given school in a given cycle. This is just one way to think about it. And granted, each school operates a little differently, but the premise is the same. If you want to keep all doors open, essentially maximizing your chances for this cycle, it's important that things be completed in a timely manner. And there's so much to think about more than just clicking submit. It's crucial to take a bird's eye view in your pre-med experience so that everything is timed accordingly. From your classes, to your MCAT, to your letters of recommendation, to clicking submit finally on your application, it requires all sorts of time management acrobatics to achieve. Honestly, this piece alone is a feat in and of itself, and regardless of the outcome, you should be really proud of yourselves for making it to that point. Don't get overwhelmed though, because we're going to talk about ways to approach the timing piece and things that you could consider as you take on this journey in bite-sized morsels. Just remember, You got this. You've done harder things in your life. Having said that, it is important to stay organized. So, some things to keep in mind for this episode. What I'm not going to do is provide specific dates for anything, or specific timing recommendations for when exactly you should be doing things. The reason for this is that this may be a moving target. You know, by the time you listen to this episode, it's entirely possible that dates may change, policies may change, and I don't want to put anything out there that may confuse you. But what we're going to talk about are some really useful insights into how to think about timing, general principles that I hope will stand the test of time. So where do you get the specific information then for dates and whatnot? I'm going to give you at least four resources to consider using as a starting point. The first is, and remember, this is in reference to MD granting allopathic med schools. So the first is the AAMC website. 
you want to know what day the MCAT is offered, or dates rather, deadlines for scheduling, and uh, when to expect your score to be released. Go directly to the primary source on the AAMC website. So that's resource one. Resource two is checking out the information released by the individual med schools you're applying to in case there are other things to factor in. Resource three is your own current school. Your pre-med committee may have its own set of dates that would be important to factor in into your scheduling. For example, some schools write a committee letter for your application, so it's important to know when you need to request this, express your interest, meet with the committee, etc. This may even have to happen more than a year before you apply. And finally, resource number four is you. There may be things going on in your life that need to be taken into consideration. Maybe you're caring for a family member getting surgery and you have to time your MCAT around that, let's say. Um, maybe there's a once-in-a-lifetime internship opportunity that will affect the timing of taking a certain pre-med class. It's important to factor in at least the foreseeable events of your life. So these are at least four resources you could consider leaning on when creating your pre-med timeline. I've seen a few sample schedules online that uh, take you through the pre-med years leading up to your application, and some of them are pretty good suggestions actually, but I just want to make sure that you remember uh, things can change and information can become outdated, so it's always important to cross-reference with the information put out by the AAMC. Again, this is for allopathic med schools. Definitely speak to someone familiar with the DO process if you're applying to osteopathic schools because the timing considerations might be different. And regardless of which med school you're applying to, it may be really helpful to review your timeline with advisors and mentors and just make sure you're on the right track. And by the way, this process starts as early as your first year in pre-med. You'll be amazed at what you need to do in advance and at how time flies. Now, uh, I don't know how many of you are on social media, but I see a lot of posts out there involving entering tasks into a planner with these uh, eye-catching multicolored pens and things like that. I never knew that something like this would be so entertaining to watch, but my point is that that is exactly the type of organizational energy to channel when creating your pre-med timeline. You don't have to spend a lot of money on anything fancy, so whether you do it on paper or on a spreadsheet or on an app, just make sure that you could visualize the big picture, the deadlines, when things are due, etc. Now, let's talk about some things that could potentially delay the process if we don't stay on top of it. Big picture, of course, you want to make sure that you've scheduled all your prerequisite classes, and that's something an advisor can help you with. But let's think about some less obvious things. Taking the MCAT, for example. Keep in mind that you may need to register to take it months in advance. Also, sometimes it could take about a month or so for scores to be released once you take the test. If you take your MCAT at the last minute, that may not necessarily give you enough time to retake the test if you need that option as a safety net. So when planning, you may want to consider giving yourself a cushion of time that would allow you to have a second go at it and still have time to release scores to schools without delaying your candidacy for this cycle. Another thing to think about is the timing of letters of recommendation. AMCAS, which is the electronic application service for many MD-granting med schools, usually opens up around May. You may want to consider giving yourself a big cushion of time to reach out to your letter writers, maybe even January of that year, because some of them might be really busy. 
You may even want to make note of a date to follow up with them. Another timing hangup can relate to your personal statement. This is something to consider writing early, like I'm talking the early winter of your application year. You'll be surprised at how long this thing may take to write. And you should expect to go through a number of drafts before it's ready for the world. On that note, by the way, it may even be a good idea to have it ready, if possible, to give a copy to your letter writers, because this may help them get more of a sense as to why you want to go to med school. All of these tasks that are in your control, you want to make sure that you're handling them early. Another thing that could slow you down with applications sent through AMCAS specifically is that after you click submit, there's a verification process in which actual human beings are literally verifying your grades and coursework based on what you submitted. That takes time. If you wait to hit submit on your AMCAS, other people will have already submitted their applications, each one of which has to be manually looked at through this verification process, and it may be a while before a human being can get to yours. It's a little bit old, but there's an interesting article on the AAMC website called Seven Things to Know About AMCAS. They write, and I quote, Each application takes four to six weeks to process. Once your application is submitted, it's important to remember just how much time it could take to process. Six weeks at peak season. Processing an application requires the verification of 676 data points, including courses, credit hours, and grades. In 2018, a team of 30 AAMC staff spent 1,728 hours verifying 33,860,260 application data points. End quote. Whew. So that's all to say, the longer you wait to hit submit, the longer you may have to wait before your application is reviewed. Therefore, it's important to be efficient and timely. I know this sounds like a lot. But the truth is, if you take the time to carefully plan out each step in advance, you're likely going to feel so organized, and each task will just feel like a small piece. It becomes so much more manageable that way. So there are many more examples of things to consider timing-wise, but in the interest of time here, I'll leave it at that for now. Also, I want to be clear, as I said, it's important to be efficient and timely. But that does not mean to rush the process or move forward with an application that's not ready for prime time. Maybe you took the MCAT and upon receiving your scores realized that you might need a lot more time to get to a place where you could show improvement. In that case, maybe you'll have a better chance at things if you apply next cycle instead. So the point is that it's possible that despite your best efforts that, and, and all of the scheduling you did, uh, it might not be the right time for you to apply to med school in the cycle you thought you were originally going to. And that's okay too. You really want to be thoughtful about it because applying to med school is a huge investment financially, emotionally, and energetically. So you want to make sure that if you're doing it, you're doing it right. On that note, next week, we're going to continue this discussion about timing we're gonna take a closer look at the considerations that come into play if you need to postpone your application to a future cycle. There's a lot to talk about here and we're only just beginning. So thank you for joining us. If you're enjoying these shows, please follow Aspire Pre-Med where you listen to podcasts and share your favorite episodes with your friends. Anyway, I'm gonna go grab a pumpkin spice latte. I'll see you next time for part two. 